Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with on a Thursday morning. Thanking you for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream, one of Starkville's great, greatest local businesses. They've been with us for so long. They've been taking care of us here in Starkville for so long. Great people. Great products over there at service at Strange Brew Coffee House. You know the drill by now. I've been talking about them. Gosh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's we're coming up on ten years. Ten years they've they've been with me. That's a good sponsor. I mean that's about as long as your wife, right? How long have I been married? Come on now. I mean it takes it takes a patient individual. It does. It takes a patient business it to continue to put up with one Brian Haydad. I've probably talked a lot better so, about Strange Brew Coffee House. One could argue that if patience, being a fruit of the Spirit, is, is one of the greatest virtue, things in they life, say. Uh, then two of the greatest entities in all of life are Jennifer Haydad and the good folks of Strange Brew Coffee House. Well, she, she would, I would tell you she'd be pleased to hear that, but she doesn't listen to this podcast. So <laughs> you just wasted your breath, basically. I don't, you know, I'll tell her you said it. Shane might listen, though, so I got half of them. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, he, I think he listens for sure. So hopefully you're listening. Hopefully you'll head over to Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our giveaway is still going on with College Corner. Be sure to be checking that out. And if you're not, you know, if you're not thinking about it too much, guys, which I know you are, I know Father's Day is a, I think about Father's Day a lot. You don't get a lot of days when you're the dad. You know, you get your birthday and you get Father's Day and maybe a, a, a college football Saturday if you're lucky. So you got to take advantage of these Father's Days. And the easiest way to do that is to tell whoever is getting the gifts exactly what you want. And what you want is some brand new MSU merchandise and you want it from College Corner. Two locations to serve you in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online. At collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It is more than just Mexican food. It is more than just Southern food. They have combined them into a a menu that you're just not going to find anywhere else. A lot of great, unique items and Mississippi products up and down the menu, even in your favorite Mexican recipes. It's great stuff. If you haven't tried it yet, I can't recommend it enough. If you if you have tried it, well, then you know what I'm talking about. Head over to University Drive and Humble Taco next time you're in Starkville for some great, great food. Regional Projection Day, Jay. Jay. Regional Projection, Jay Dole. How are you today? I'm, okay, I was trying to think of some way to screw up Brian, but it's kind of tough to do. Trying Brian. That's your new nickname because you're trying. You're over there. You're doing your best. Yeah. You're giving it all you got. You're the Bart Simpson GIF birthday cake that gets handed to you. At least you tried. That's what you're doing right now. Trying, Brian. Let's go. I'm going to try. <laughs> you're going to fight on the 
Twitter verse there? You know that I am. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's wait a minute. Let's let Brian's in at his reply. Well, here, let's just go through it here. The old I asked the old Miss <laughs> fan, what was that worth? And it's got that Sugar Bowl was nice. Beating Alabama is quite a thrill, let me tell you. Maybe one day you'll get to experience it. I've, I've seen State beat Alabama. Uh, also, when your rival talks about their decent QB being the Heisman Trophy winner all year and you kick his teeth in on senior night, S E I N S E I N O R, Sinor, Sinor night, that's worth a little to me. My reply was, that's great. Dak made over $100 million last year. I feel that's worth more. So, tweet! <laughs> these Ole Miss fans, man. This, it's, like, it's like the Mountain versus the Red Viper. It's like, is this really who you picked? This is, this is your champion? Come at the king. You best not miss. Gosh, almighty with these people. Regional projections. We got two of them. We got D1 baseball and baseball America, obviously. Both state eighth uh, in the in those polls. I, I I I got issues with both of these projections. I'll be totally honest with you. Not not just not just the Mississippi State projection, but like overall, like it, I feel like some of the higher national seeds have harder regionals than some of the lower seeds. Like you look at Texas, right? They have UCLA, Tulane. I don't know anything about Bryant, but whatever. Texas UCLA is was the number one team in the nation. All of the year, two years ago. That's a good program. We know Tulane has one of the best pitchers in America going for them in game one. Across from them is Stanford. Stanford has UC Irvine, Nevada, and Lehigh. Who has the harder regional? The three seed, right? I don't get that. You look over at Baseball America. They still have TCU as a uh, five seed nationally. And State dropped down to eight from four. TCU lost a weekend series to ULM. I, how, how did they not drop? So, I understand these are just projections. So we'll see how it works. I don't know what, these, what TCU has upcoming. Maybe some of it takes into effect what teams have coming up and what they think they well, will do. That's, I get that, but I mean they still have to go to the Big 12 tournament where Texas is and where Texas Tech is. So I don't know. I don't know the answer. All right, uh, so let's look at the, uh, the these. Uh, let's look at D one first. State is the eight seed there with Southern Miss, Clemson, and Jackson State. Again, I don't get it. This is the exact same projection that it was a week ago. So not only did State move down, everybody else went with them. That doesn't make any sense. In some years, I would say that it wouldn't. But if they're doing the whole keep everybody close to home thing, maybe it does. You know, you just if they move down, oh well, you're going there. So so geography is what. Is, is, I, 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 I think you think that's playing a, a much bigger role than I think it's Well, I mean, I'm just saying that if ever there's a year that it plays in more mm. than ever, it's this one. I, and look, right now as we're seeing, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit in a minute, but a lot of rules are getting relaxed. You know, attendance stuff is going up, apparently. And you look around, and I think the Mississippi Braves said you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You come to Trustmark Park, and everybody's doing that. The, the Atlanta Braves said that. Mm-hmm. The attendance stuff's going on. A lot, a lot of rules are now being relaxed. Maybe yeah. maybe the NCAA will also kind of relax on that. But when all well, this was originally planned to yeah. do it this early, one of the major things Concerns. of the whole deal were, was we're going to try to make regionals keep everybody a little closer to the house kind of thing. And so if they do that, I kind of get why everybody might shift with state a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It just feels like regionally there are enough teams in the South 
that keeping Jackson State, fine, I get it. Keeping Southern, I kind of get it. I mean, Clemson, they, they had to keep Clemson in the same well, protection. I mean, it, it does look like you're going to have when there's, a couple of Mississippi options now. Because well, I, mean, I, I, I get Ole that, Miss and we'll is, talk about that in just a second. But like, what I'm saying is with Clemson, you know, it couldn't have been, I mean, Georgia Tech or Louisville or North Carolina. It had to be Clemson. Like, I, I, the fact that it's the same, it, it almost is like a copy and paste job. I got to be totally honest. So well, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case or not. I don't think that those guys are lazy at D1. I'm not saying that, but it's just weird. I don't know. Maybe. You call him lazy? You want me to call Aaron right now? Tell him Brian Haydad said you're a big lazy bum and you just copy and paste. I say he was a big lazy bum, but Kendall Rogers. <laughs> State's paired with Lubbock in the, uh, the D1 uh, projection. That is uh, Texas Tech, Old Dominion, Georgia, and Wright State. So in all likelihood, that would be a Texas Tech uh, coming to Starkville. That would be an interesting, uh, you know, you think State has played them in two neutral sites in the last two seasons. Um, but has, I don't think either school has. Texas Tech came to Starkville. Ooh, what year was that? They came here for for a season, one of those those tournaments. It was John Cohen would have been the head coach because it was one of those, you know, those three team weekends he liked to oh, do. Oh yeah, he loved them. I can't remember what year it was. It may, it may have been sixteen. It might have been the year uh, that, that that season. Um, but that would that would be a, a interesting matchup for Mississippi State because that's a team that can mash, and you know, State is more of a pitching team, so it would probably be strength on strength there um, if that were to be the case. Uh, just looking around the D1 projections at the SEC, obviously Arkansas still number one. Nashville still number two for Vanderbilt. I I, I don't know. Don't know about that one. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee is the four seed in these projections. Um, I bet Kane's happy. Who? Kane. <laughs> but he's up there making fire come up from the goal, in, the, the goal post is. at Neyland State. No, the foul poles. That's what you have. Yeah. At, at, Boom. Whatever. <laughs> it's Lindsey Nelson, isn't it? Isn't the name? So. Yeah. Uh, in Lubbock, Georgia is there. Uh, in Gainesville, there's the Gainesville Regional. Florida has a regional. Um, in Greenville at the East Carolina Regional, South Carolina is there. The 13th seed is Ole, is Ole Miss and Oxford, so they're hosting and paired up with Tennessee. Uh, and then LSU is in this one, heading to Ruston. Hey, Louisiana Tech, great season. You get to host. Oh, by the way, none of your tickets are going to your fans. Because even if, even if your fans do buy them, they're all LSU fans anyway. <laughs> so... Congrats! You get nothing. Of course, LSU, bad loss on Tuesday night to Northwestern State. That is, I mean, for a team that's sort of on the bubble and they and they are listed, I think, as one of the uh, you know, the last five in by D1, not a good loss. They, they need a sweep this weekend in college. I think they play Texas a and I think it's at College Station. Uh, well, I don't like their chances of sweeping anybody. No, no. So... All right, so let's switch over here to uh, the Baseball America projections. Again, MSU is the eighth seed. A more diverse uh, regional, though. Uh, Georgia Tech, Baylor, and Jackson State. Jackson State's coming. We've said this last week. Jackson State will be in Starkville. No question about that. They are paired with the Eugene, Oregon uh, region, which would be also subtitled the Joe Moorhead Invitational. Uh, That's where UC Irvine is for this projection, along with Nevada and Stony Brook. Uh, again, going around the SEC, Arkansas the one, Vanderbilt the two, LSU is in Austin at the three seed. Texas is regional. Uh, Tennessee is the seven seed in this projection. Over on the other side of the bracket, 
Uh, Oxford is the 12 seed. They're paired with Fort Worth with TCU. It's a team they've already beaten this year. Southern Mississippi heads to Oxford in this projection. Uh, South Carolina is in Gastonia, North Carolina. That is the Charlotte Regional. Gastonia, that's the old home of the College World Series, isn't it? Like before it was in Omaha back in the 70s? I think that's correct. I don't know. That's, that's where we have to go to old-timers such as yourself to confirm. You know, my lifetime has always been Omaha. Shut up. Not you saw this old people talk. Yeah, I, I wasn't alive. I just yeah. I, I know things that happened in the there was there were wars in Europe too. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> Gainesville, Florida is the 14 seed in this uh, projection, and that's all for the SEC. Uh, Louisiana takes the 15 seed if you're interested uh, in that one. Gonzaga, the 16 seed. Congrats, Gonzaga. You get to host with you know Oregon State and Louisville's in, in your regional, two of the most powerful <laughs> programs of the last decade. And if you win that, you're going to Arkansas. Congrats. Anyway, they get to Omaha, they earned it, Brian. If they get to Omaha, they're the favorites to win it. All right, <laughs> I'm putting my money on Gonzaga. So, thoughts on these projections? Obviously, I feel like the Startville Regional for Baseball America is a little softer landing spot. No pun intended for uh, Richard Cross's never-ending. Uh, enjoyment of making fun of Georgia Tech. But honestly, Southern Mississippi is a team that worries you in a regional. They have they have such good starting pitching that they, they sort of match up well with you. I'd much rather see them in Oxford if you're a Mississippi State fan. Yeah. I think State State's really at a point for me right now and this goes into this weekend too. I mean State's at a point to me right now where their biggest competition is themselves. I I really feel like if they just go out and they play the way they're capable of, they will be in Omaha. I mean, I think that from a talent roster standpoint, they are one of the eight best teams in the country. And if they just go out and handle their business and don't throw the ball all around Duty Noble or whatever Hoover, whatever ballpark they end up in, and they play defense and – you know, you can get a start and pitcher to get get you more than one time through the batting order. I think they're fine, regardless of who's in their regional, regardless of who they play. State's biggest competition over the course of the next couple of weeks, three weeks, over the road to Omaha, and then when they get there too, now that may not so much be the case because in Omaha you may <laughs> there may be better teams than Mississippi State. It just is what it is. But right. over the next couple of weeks. I mean, State's going to be, from a roster standpoint, better than every one they play. I mean, I guess you, if they run into Arkansas at Hoover, okay, maybe they're not better than Arkansas. I, I, I will accept that argument. But yeah, by and large, take care of your own business, and you're going to be fine. The question is just can they do that? And yeah. are they too much in their heads right now to where, you know, bats get hands get tight on bats and you start overthrowing balls and booting balls and – I don't know, but if they can get to a point where they just take care of them, they're going to be good. Well, let's go ahead and switch over, switch gears there, and we'll move on into that. Thrones brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I'll be seeing them a little later this afternoon, as soon as we get wrapped up with our show here uh, today. And you of go course, to one sponsor, I'll go to another. And we, we make everybody happy. I might go to two. I might go get something to eat. You start um, going your way, I'll start going stop, mine. Stop, no, stop. <laughs> You can do that if you start at Two Brothers and I start at Welcome Home Beef, and we could we could meet at the uh, at the middle there, which is probably Humble Taco because yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to, to Strange Brew pretty. Good. Maybe you should go to Welcome Home Beef because you want to get to Strange Brew. Yeah, that'd be. And we'll meet at Humble Taco. I won't be full when I get there, but I'll I'll eat some chips and queso with you. How about that? Um, Welcome Home Beef though, 
great beef products, steaks, burgers, ribs, roasts, brisket. I can't. I, I don't know enough about the cow to, to tell you. I just know it's all delicious. So whenever you, you're in the mood for cooking out, you head over to Welcome Home Beef. You give them a call, and they'll put something great together for you this very day. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats over there in the heart of the Cotton District. You just can't go wrong with a trip there. Some of the best food, not only in Starkville, but in the Southeastern Conference, which, you know, spans all the way from Texas to South Carolina. I always enjoy my trips to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I've never had a bad meal there, and I promise you won't either. Swing by there today, 621 University Drive, in the heart of the Cotton District. Smoked Southern Soul Food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business System says this. You need a, a company working for you that has a wide selection of services, of products, of technology that you can put together to put in your office to keep problems low and profits high. But you also need that backed up with fantastic customer service. Advantage Business Systems will give you both. That's what they've been doing for their fellow Mississippians for nearly 50 years right here in the Magnolia State. Call them today, put them to work for you, and find out how they can help you out. Call them at 601 601- 362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's now time to break down the four and a half innings of baseball on Tuesday night at duty. Yeah, we're not going to do too much with that today. Uh, One thing I do want to ask you, though. Yeah, sure. be happy to try to answer it. You got one inning. Uh, you got a one-run lead. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the ninth. Yeah. You're Chris Lamonis. Okay. For whatever reason, you only have two options to come out of your bullpen. Sure. Parker Stinnett, Eric Sarantola. Who do you trust more? It feels like a coin flip. For me, the answer is Sarantola. For me, I, too. I feel like in recent times, and I mean in the last month or so, he has shown a propensity for throwing strikes more than Stinnett has. Agreed. How, many, for how whatever, many are on? No, nobody. Starting in. Start, start, bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. Base, yeah, I'm going to go Clean to Sarantola. Any. And for whatever reason, I th- I think, and I may be wrong, I what? think Lamonis would go with Stinnett. But I think I trust Sarantola more. And that's not, look, that, that's not me saying that I think Parker Stinnett's headed down the wrong path in his career or whatever. I mean, I think he's a talented dude. He's a freshman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, things happen with first-year guys. It just is what it is. Um, and, and he could develop and continue to get better and better and probably will. Mm-hmm. But right now, as of this moment... I feel like they both kind of are the same guy, mm-hmm. but Sarantola has a little bit. I mean, he he has. And I know people get tired of hearing this word. He has better stuff. Right he now. has better stuff, and I think he's in better. He's got more control right now, more command. The last few times he's been out there on the mound, I feel like he's made some changes to his delivery. He's he's working almost exclusively from the stretch at this point, and I think that's given him a little bit better better control. Yeah, but so they yeah, really are. To kinda, answer your question, Eric Sarantola. They really are kind of the same guy, though. They're very similar. Great stuff. Uh, big, tall, lanky guy. One's got a little more hair. One's got a little more hair. One probably knows more about hockey. <laughs> but, yeah, they're similar guys. If you could get them both to pitch to their absolute maximum potential, you'd win the national title. There wouldn't be any question about it. But that well, hasn't happened for Mississippi State. This would be a good time for it. It would be as good a time as any. I don't really want to preview Alabama so much. They're a good team, 27th in the RPI. These will be good wins for State if they can get them. But it's more about Mississippi State. It's more about are they going to be able to completely shake off 
what happened this past weekend. We only got to see four and a half innings, but it looked like that was the case on Tuesday night at Duty Noble. They came out hitting. Uh, you know the, the bats were lively. They had hits up and down the order. Now you did you, you did have a defensive. Uh, I think they yeah they called it. They had a couple of errors, but by and large they looked like the team we had seen prior to this past weekend. Do you think that will continue heading into this weekend with uh, with Missouri? I think so, and it's because most of the year that's who State has been. I look as bad as last weekend was. Eh. I really do think that there was a little bit of the what we heard Rowdy say and Tanner say a little bit that State just thought that they could show up and the crowd beat Missouri. That was what Tanner Allen told us. And Rowdy basically said the same thing. They thought they'd just show up and roll over them kind of deal. And quite honestly, I think every fan that filed into Duty Noble Field last Thursday night for the series opener thought what you and I said on last week's preview, Mm -hmm. that State was about to sweep them out of the yard. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot to that. Yeah. And, and when you do that, even if subconsciously you're playing the game, your focus just isn't quite as what it should be. And it's, it's, not, it's not possible to walk in there thinking you're – if you walk in saying, we can just beat this team, we, we're going to beat this team, you have to have that hunger to win. They yeah. didn't have it last weekend. They didn't. They didn't. And, 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 you know, by the time you look up and the scoreboard says 8 nothing, and you get it a little bit, well, you're fought, trying to fight out of a pretty big doggone hole you done dug yourself into. So – uh, I tend to believe Mississippi State. I'm gonna just go back and listen to what I said after the Arkansas series, and that's what I'm about to say again. But I tend to believe Mississippi State is more the team that they've been for the other uh, 45 or so games this year than what they were for the last couple against Missouri. I I just do, and more often than not, when they show up to the ballpark, they're going to be the good Mississippi State. Law of averages being what it is, they got a couple of bad ones out of the way. I think they're going to go to Tuscaloosa this week and play well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've said it a million times, Christian McLeod, Will Bender, for whatever reason, they seem to pitch better on the road. Not to mention the fact they both had... Bender was okay last weekend, but he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And I kind of expect them both to neither one have two bad starts in a row. Right. Um, I don't know what State will do on Saturday. Do you go back to Fristo? Do you let Houston and, Harding And Ramona said he did not have a, a plan for that. As yeah. it, so it's still TBA, I guess. To me... And I kind of thought it last weekend, but I understood the move. I, I just like starting Fristo, and if he only gets you a couple innings and then go to Harding, then that's just how it works out. That's fine. Like I, I kind of like the idea of just letting Fristo start. I I, I'm, I, I, I am with you. I, I think the plan should be, and, and you know, I'm not. Obviously, I'm making these the lineup card, but the the idea of using Fristo as your Trevor Fitz and letting him have a turn through the order seems to be okay. And then you sort of just evaluate things from there. When he gets into trouble, you can go to the next guy. Uh, that, that's that's that, how I, mean, I would work it. That's that, I mean, Fristo, granted, is Jacksonville State, but, I mean, he pitched a darn good inning out of the pen on Tuesday night. So, I mean, maybe maybe he can handle the uh, – maybe he can handle the pen if, if you want to go that direction. I, I, I'm kind of just – State got to where they were this season with Fristo starting. <laughs> Houston Harding coming out of the pen the last little. So I, I'm, I'm just more of a, if it works. And I, I know it kind of worked ugly at times, and Sundays weren't always smooth sailing, but kind of a, that's how you dance yeah. for what brought you kind of dude. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, it. it's, it's going to be more about what State does offensively and in the field. Yeah. And the pitching will be there. 
I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I kind of feel like that whole discussion of Harding or Fristo is a little bit of a coin flip. Either one can yeah. have a good start. Either one could be good out of the pen. Yeah. You just match up. I know sometimes fans probably get tired of hearing coaches say, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to play the matchup. But I really do feel like, I mean, if you got a team that every great hitter that they're going to run out there is a left-hander, maybe that's a day where, all right, Houston Harding, you are starting today. Uh, lefty-lefty and just go with that and, you know, vice versa. If team has a bunch of good right-handed hitters, all right, Fristo, go get them, big boy. Yeah. So, I mean, you feel good about you feel okay about either decision. Is how I would I would look yeah. at it there. Um, and then you know, in the in, at the plate, Kellum Clark continues to impress me. Last yeah, night he, he, had, he had a, he had a hit and he had an out that should hard have been hit. it was hard. I love a good hard hit out at least because it makes me think you're seeing the baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, um, did all you could do. Yeah, <laughs> um, Scotty DeBrule is hitting the ball well now. You've got Tanner Allen, who's I think at three ninety two now. You've got Rowdy Jordan. Hancock's heating up. Hancock had a we had a comment about Hancock last night. That guy doesn't hit like majestic home runs. It's like the ball has to get out of the ballpark. It's like there's a the stopwatch on it. Just line drive over the fence. It's it's crazy. Logan Tanner, I think they going, you know, again, I, I'm gonna play the role of Chris Lamonis here. I think you've got to make some changes in the batting order. I think Cam James has to come down. You, you can't have these situations where Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen are getting on base to lead off the game, and then you've got Cam Jordan striking out behind them. He's not even getting productive outs. James, but yeah. I, what did I say? <laughs> you said Cam Jordan. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> the Saints defensive end. All right. But it, I, I tell you what, if Cam Jordan wants to bat, let him bat. I, I made this comparison the other day, and it happened around the same time of year back in 2019. Do you remember? Westberg was really scuffling around the time of Hoover towards the end of the season, striking out a lot and things. I, I just – those comparisons seem very, very similar to me. And, I mean, that team ended up working itself out. If I remember right, Westburg ended up kind of shaking out of it there mm-hmm. um, as it went into regionals and, mm-hmm. and things. If if Cam can do that, and he's – Lord knows he's got the talent to do it, um, this lineup, man, it's, it goes to – There's from a little difference, though, good with Westburg to, really to me because he hits second. So Mangum would yeah. get on, and then if Westbrook got out, he got out. But then you still had three, four, five behind him. Whereas this is this is your third place hitter. He's got to get on base because if your first two guys are on, if you got second and third and nobody out, a strikeout is. I mean, you can't have that. You know. So I would move Logan Tanner up. That's the guy I'm moving to. Throw. I think Hancock is perfectly suited for the cleanup position because he's not as much of an average hitter. Plus, he can draw a walk every now. Plus, and then. it keeps the lineup broke up where you have Allen hitting left-handed, a yes. right-handed hitter, and then back exactly. to the left side with. And then I might move DeBrule up to fifth, and then Cam James at sixth is where I might go right now, or maybe even Kellum Clark at sixth. I don't know. Although now you've got we've well, done three lefties in a row. The thing with DeBrule, I mean. He's gotten going so hot that yeah. I kind of want to just leave him where he's at, let him keep doing. Well, it. Well, I mean, I just, he's such a veteran though. I mean, this is a guy who's been playing yeah, a long it, time. It probably wouldn't. It, it probably, he probably doesn't doesn't affect him very much. You know, the, the the quality of pitch he sees at five versus six isn't that different. So I don't know. I feel like there's some shakeups coming to this lineup a little bit this weekend. I'll, I'll be surprised if there aren't. But if there aren't, you know, we'll see what happens with Cam. James. The thing with Cam James, and it goes back to that question we got yesterday about you know putting it all together, is that we know the tools are there at the plate for KBS. Now, at the, in the field, different story. I don't know what position he needs to be playing. He's trying to figure that out. 
But at the plate, I know he's got the tools. But he he is he's trying to turn everything into a home run. He's trying to pull everything. You know, just put the ball in play. Logan Tanner, that's how he got started, I think. Just started putting the ball in play, and then the power comes naturally. It's, it's the same thing needs to happen for Cam James. Yeah. I mean, part of this, and, and he's not the only one, but, I mean, Cameron James is playing the longest season he's ever played in his life right now, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, last year was his yeah, true no, freshman year, but he only played, what, 20 games? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, these guys are on, what, game? I think Tuscaloosa, when they run out there Thursday night, it'll be game 51, I believe. I mean, that's a lot of games yeah. when you're used to playing in high school ball. You know, you play, what, 20, 25, 30 maybe games, 30 right? games. And then yeah. last year you play 20, and you're playing twice that now. I mean, there's there's just a grind and a mental grind and a physical toll that that kind of takes on you, too. And sometimes you get to struggling and the bat's heavy, and you've been doing this for four months now, and you're just – I don't know. You, you kind of hope that they get into the postseason – Maybe lights a little bit of a, a adrenaline fire under under Cameron James, and and he gets back to what he was doing a little earlier in the year. Um, and if he does that, man, like I said, you start looking at that lineup, and Rowdy's hitting, and Tanner's hitting, and if he's hitting, and of course Hancock's starting to hit again, and Logan Tanner, what he's developed into, DeBrule's hitting. I mean, you you got to get down to. I mean, we just said we like Kellum Clark, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, you you got to start getting down to like eight nine in the order before there's. This feels like I'm picking on Forsyth or some of those guys a little bit, but before you start feeling like as a pitcher, okay, there's a spot where I can feel a little good about myself. <laughs> uh, and even then, those guys at the bottom have won some games for Mississippi State too. So I don't know, man. If James can figure this whole deal out, State's lineup's really looking really good going into the postseason. I agree. All right, let's look at some uh, some playmakers here. Who you got at the plate and on the mound this weekend? Can I beat a dead horse and say Cameron James? Because he needs to get okay. going. Okay, go ahead. I, I I think I go a little bit different than you sometimes on these because I, I oftentimes go with the guy that needs to have a big weekend as opposed to the one I, I necessarily think will. And I think Cameron James, more than anybody else on this team right now, needs a big weekend. For his confidence, He need, if he's in the field, he doesn't need to make an error. Um, At the plate, you know, I'm not saying he needs to go 10 for 10 or something like that, but... Have good ABs. Make solid contact. Get out. Okay, you know you, you hit to put the barrel on the ball, and and, and you know you, you made solid contact. Mm-hmm. I just think for Mississippi State moving forward, a big weekend from Cam James would be huge. And from the mound, McLeod. Okay, gotta get off to a good start. Get get the, for a couple reasons. Get the series started off on the right foot, and he needs to erase whatever that was last weekend. Yeah. Too. I mean, you know, just – and I know he got hurt last week by his defense and only last three innings, but he struggled through those three innings too. I mean, through a lot of pitches. and Just – you want your ace clicking on all cylinders going into the SEC tournament and regionals and things. So let, let him have one more good regular season start before all that kicks up. Those are, those are good picks. Good picks for you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go. I'll go away from them just because. Even though I don't disagree with either one of your premises. Um, well, obviously, if if I if what I'm saying is it happens and Logan Tanner moves up, then that would definitely be one you know to, to keep an eye on. Uh, so let's let's go with Logan Tanner. He's been hot le- re- recently. He's leading the team in home runs. State with two double digit home run guys. I don't know that I predicted that before the start of the season, but they've got two. And they've got a chance with Tanner Allen to get to three. Just depends on what happens in the next few weeks. Um, but Logan Tanner, he's he's hitting the ball well. 
You know, he's doing a good job driving in runs, and he's also, you know, when he's leading off innings, he's he's getting on base. So I, and obviously defensively, he provides so much for you. Uh, I really think I think he might be State's best pro prospect on, on in the batting order when you when you look at it. So I'm going to go with Logan Tanner, and then on the mound, it's tough to get away from McLeod, to, to be totally honest. But who I, and I guess I mean, you know who my my answer is going to be? It's going to be TBA. Whoever that Sunday starter yeah. is, you know, I feel like State's going to win the series, but you know, I don't know how it's going to how it's going to play out. And if they go to Sunday needing that win, that, that, that whoever that starter is has to deliver for them, be it Fristo or Harding or whoever. So TBA is my my guy here, all reliable. He has been. Well, I just I sort of gave away my prediction there. I think State will win the series. I think they'll get two out of three. Uh, I don't know if they'll make it interesting or not, and make it you know have to sweat for that Sunday win. Or not, but I do think State will get two out of three this weekend. I agree with you. Um, I'm tempted to say they come out and and just totally put the Missouri series to bed a little bit and and go over there and get the sweep. But I, I think there may be a little bit of homer to that pick, so I'll stick with you and and go with two out of three. If they did go over there and get a sweep, though, Brian, it almost does completely erase the Missouri. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's, because it's like then it never you would have won. You won four of the last six games. It's like you won the series against Missouri. Took well, two out. And of not three only that, it's, it just you know, would have erased it. That's your fourth sweep of the season at that point, isn't it? Yeah, and it'd be yeah. on the road against a team with a somewhat higher RPI. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a great. Oh, it would be a great, great sweep to get in terms of every. It would bump you back up probably to the five-six range in the seating. That's it. That's so. pie in the sky kind of stuff. I'm not saying they can't do it because they could, they but, could but, the, but the the safe prediction here is two out of three. Gotcha. All right, that's the show for uh, today. Obviously, you know, it feels weird, you know, doing a three Ps or whatever, and then we still have another show this week. But we will be back tomorrow uh, to recap what happens in Game One over in Tuscaloosa. Plus, any other news that breaks, hey, we will talk about that. And of course, speaking of breaking news on the way out the door here, hundred percent capacity for the NCAA tournament. That is some good news. I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but when Kendall, Kendall Rogers has had his finger on the pulse of all these uh, announcements throughout the year, so we'll, we'll, we'll just go with that. And right now, as we speak, mm-hmm. I, I would think maybe it changes. I don't know. But right now, as we speak, like Hoover's still 50%. It still is. So. That's weird. I expect to see 30,000 people at Duty Noble Field very, very soon. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Wikipedia tells me anyway. Guys, have a great Thursday. With Joel and I'll be back with you on Friday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.